everyone. Welcome to King Worldwide. My name is Lisa. This is my dad, Roy. Hello, everybody. I'm we're, a little slow on the jump this morning. No, we're great. I was. We're, we're doing great. Okay, so today we're talking about supernatural provision, and I'm just going to let dad get started. Well, we explained in the last broadcast, as a matter of fact, several of the last broadcasts, that uh, every born-again believer has victory within. We have victory within before the foundation of the world when God formed us in his mind. Mm -hmm. However, Satan on a consistent basis poisons or tarnishes our victorious images with fear, doubt, unbelief, uh, all, all things that you'll see. Go to kingworldwide.com and you'll see a sheet called the fear tree and it'll have branches that'll show different elements of fear, that being, as I just mentioned, fear, doubt, unbelief, envy, strife, anxiety, ill will, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the importance I've seen as far as uh, being aware of what's on, we got the spotlight on us Well, now. we need a little more light. That's fine. The, uh, being, a, being aware of these fear branches, the benefit of that is so that when they, when they come up, then therefore we'll recognize it and we'll be able to counter it. That that's what really benefited and helped and helped me a lot. So, so those are those are the branches of the fear tree, and uh, and you you can look at that. So, to recapture these images that God gave us before before we were created, is that we must transform our thinking to God's platform. Now. Here's, here's a few verses that will give you a foundation for just what I, what I said, and, uh, and then we'll kind of move from there. But I want you to pay attention to these because uh, this is God's Word saying what His platform is. All right, so this is from King James and Amplified. The first one is Romans 12, 2, and it says, Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. I know it's a lot of words, but it's what renewing the mind. What it's saying is that, that you've got to do something to change the thoughts in your mind. Or let do something meaning getting the word yeah, and let the word I mean. change you, it. You, you got to transfer. You got to transfer your your thoughts from natural thoughts into God's thoughts, and uh, and that's and, and the only way it's done is through the word of God. Right. So Isaiah fifty five eight and nine, and this is all amplified as well. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And the reminder of that is that's Old Testament before Jesus came. Now, and we have the mind of Christ, as right. it says in two Corinthians, uh, Corinthians two sixteen. Right. Right. Okay. And the last one of this section is Jeremiah one twelve amplified. Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. Watching over my word to perform it. And in the message translation, it says that God says that he'll make every word of ours come true. Mm -hmm. In other words, every, every word of his that we speak will come true 
provided we believe in our heart and speak with our mouth. Now, today's going to be very interesting. It um, already has started that way. Glory uh, to God. So, I thought that this message that we just gave you kind of the foundation for was going to be what we're going to flow through. We're going to flow from it uh, for the rest, rest of the broadcast today. However, <laughs> I was arrested this week as far as no. By the that, Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's not what we're going to do. And it kind of alarmed me because I'm kind of a, a kind of an organizer and all. And I said, okay, so what are we going to do? And he said, uh, do you remember the three times that you are unemployed? I said, why are you bringing that up? And uh, I said, yes, I was unemployed eight times, I mean for eight months, six months, and then five months. And during that time, lost virtually everything we owned. Okay. So that's why I want to know what's the deal as far as bringing this up. He said, do you remember... <clears throat> do you remember the financial challenges that you went through? I said, oh, do I? Mm -hmm. I remember big time. And, uh, and he said, do you know what you did to survive financially at that time? And at the same time, because of what you did, that it eventually led to you being debt-free and financially free? I said, yes, I remember that. He said, well, what I want you to do is to recall it and tell the listeners exactly what took place. Thank you, Jesus. And I said, well, that's not a fun thing for me to do. And he said, are you going to be obedient? I said, Hallelujah. Let, let's get with it. Glory so, to God. But here at that moment this week when he mentioned all this to me is that this this passage just flew into my spirit. Mm. And and I, I see now why it's so appropriate. And Lisa's going to read it. Okay, it's Acts 10.34. I'm so thankful for your transparency. It's, it's so important for everybody. All right, from Amplified. And Peter opened his Not mouth. Not fun for me, but go ahead. Well, it's changing the world. I so glory that. to God. That's why I'm doing it. And Peter opened his mouth and said, Most certainly and thoroughly I now perceive and understand that God shows no partiality and, no, and is no respecter of persons. So the point of that, is I, I, I recognize this immediately. The point of why the, the, the Holy Spirit gave that to my spirit was that so that you can understand the journey that I went through, no big deal, but the journey that I went through and have the success of being debt-free and financially free, you can do the same thing. So let's kind of let's kind of roll, roll the movie back for, uh, for a number of years and... Uh, let, let's just kind of kind of see what, what how how I reacted to it, to the times that I was uh, unemployed, married with three children. The more specifically, let's say, how did I react when I lost my job and basically all income? And and from a man's from a breadwinner standpoint, I think it's the biggest attack on a on a person's self-image. I really do. And because I'm pretty strong, and I know it, it almost took me to my knees, but uh, it, it, it's a big-time attack. So what was my initial reaction? My initial reaction when all of that took place, I mean, the, the first time particularly, but then the second and third time, which is several months later, I said, what is the deal? Mm -hmm. And uh, 
He said, keep on doing what you're doing, and I'll explain what that means. And so the initially when it happened, I mean, I think for everybody, I don't care if you're surrendered, I don't care if you're a carnal Christian, the I think the initial reaction is that, okay, kind of fear jumps in. That's why I mentioned the fear tree earth. The fear jump jumps in is that uh, how are we going to buy food? How are our, and, and since I have children, how the children will go to school? How are we going to buy the books and the clothes and the tennis shoes? And uh, are they going to have to use back then the paper the paper uh, bag for their lunch? They're going to have to use it for a month instead of a few days or a week. And all those fears came up in my mind. And I'll, I'll be, I'd be less than honest by saying is that those initially those fears dominated my mind. They really did. Now, um, it, it was the fact is that uh, I was a carnal Christian at that time. I was saved, but I had had the mentality as far as do it yourself, uh, self will, performance based mindset, personal effort, willpower. In other words. If it's going to be done, I'm going to get it done. That, that was really my mindset at that time. So I remember I remember as far as starting the journey, I spent time uh, during the day as far as, in an organized way, as far as looking for a job. I did that. I filed for unemployment. I did that. So I had some income coming in, but it was only a fraction as far as uh, my income that I had before I lost uh, the jobs. And so I said, all right, what, what am I going to do? So I, I, did, I did the thing as far as looking for a job, looking for a job, looking for a job, looking for a job. And, uh, uh, and it didn't, not a whole lot seemed to be happening. It seemed like I was just going in, into closed doors all the time. Our doors were closing on me. And so I kind of had, now I'd, I'd been going to church and I'd been in the Word sporadically. Let's just be honest. I it, it wasn't like I am right right now, like three or four times a day, three or four hours a day developing my faith. It, is that it was it was sporadic. So here, here's the key thing. At that time, what were my dominant thoughts? My dominant thoughts were natural, and God's word was secondary. And so, with my dominant thoughts being natural, fear based, quite honestly. What what did I what was going to control my thinking? The fear, whatever's most. Whatever's most, and and again, the fear is going to come in. I think for everybody, but what's most dominant in your mind? What's control? What's the heaviest and most dominant? That's what's going to supersede in time. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of recognize that, and so. I developed a plan as far as to to get in the Bible, and I'm not sure why other than it's probably the last resort. That's probably what it was, to be very honest. To 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 get into the Bible, and here's what I did is that I said, okay, every day I'm gonna make this my first priority mm -hmm. as far as getting in God's word, reading, studying, and meditating on God's word. And uh Let's see. I'll be honest. Let's see what happens now. I mean, that that was kind of my reaction. But you weren't going to do it halfway. You were all in at that moment. At that moment, at that moment, yeah. Because I think I recognized 
at that time that uh, Roy Boy is not going to get this done by himself. That's is that is that step. is that he need he needs some help and uh, and I didn't go to parents I didn't go to neighbors I didn't matter of fact during that time as far as being unemployed I never talked about it in our household. Oh, we didn't even know. Right. We had no idea. My mom, she, I don't know what she she didn't know the depth of it. Right. No, she she just knew. Okay, not not that job. You're gonna get another one. She, they never, we, it, nothing changed. It was the same smooth. This is the most important point for children. We knew no fear. I knew no fear whatsoever. Here, here's the reason why I did it. And I, I will say that this came from, uh, from years of listening to the word and some reading of the word, primarily through uh, Brother Copeland. But I, I, I knew that if I, gave, if I spoke it, I gave life to it, and if I gave life to it, it opened the door for Satan and his demonic spirits to attack me even more. Mm -hmm. I knew that, and that's why that for a long, long time, even before this time, is that on junk, I never, or negative, I didn't speak much negative. I might go three or four days without talking. <laughs> but, but it's the point, point being is that I didn't speak negative because I pictured, here, here's the vision I pictured years ago and still to today that right in front of my face, for example, I have my ministering spirits and demonic spirits. And what I say is going to activate one of the other. Amen. If I speak in accordance with God's word, the power of God's word activates and commissions and releases the ministering spirits. And the same is true, the hmm. same is true as far as the, uh, if I speak negative, ungodly words, then demonic spirits are activated. And so many people think that, oh, I gotta talk to someone, I gotta talk to someone. That is a lie. I, I'm a testament. I wasn't able to talk to anybody about ministry for six months. They didn't know that I was quitting my job until after I quit my job because the Lord said, zip it. And he said, if you, don't, if you can't zip it, then you're, it's going to be like Zechariah, and I'm going to zip your mouth for you. And I said, oh, I can zip it. I can zip it. Yeah, and, and I was pretty good at that. I was pretty good as far as uh, not speaking the negative. And uh, I, might, I might have some... Uh, ungodly looking uh, facial expressions but uh, uh, but yeah, but I, I knew not to say it and, and and that and that really helped during that time so I got I got into the Bible I made it a priority and every morning I got into the Bible matter of fact I got out of the house and went to a place called the BK lounge you know it as Burger King and, and I went there every morning sat in the corner got a cup of coffee couldn't get refills because I didn't have money for refills. Let's just be honest. And because uh, you had to pay for them back then. And, and so the, that's, that's, where, that's where I started to develop the habit. Now, here are a few verses that I learned during that time. We're consolidating and condensing this whole journey. But here are a few that laid the foundation for me uh, eventually getting another job and then for me also, as far as uh, uh, becoming debt-free in a relatively short period of time. Um, what part of Mark 4 do I do? I didn't highlight it. I apologize. No, you don't, no I, didn't, okay. I didn't say Mark 4. So we're going to say Luke. Okay, Luke. No, let, let me mention Mark 4 here. Oh, good. In, in Mark 4, is that it, it talks about as far as the, uh, uh, well, let me say that. There's all kind of things zooming through my mind right mm -hmm. now. That's so good. But. In, in Mark 4, it talks about as far as the, uh, 
the areas of the ground where seed is planted. And and, and there's four areas. Types. Mm -hmm. Four types. And so, therefore, what you want to do is that you want to get God's word. You want to speak it because if you do that, it's going to go into the fertile ground, provided that the branches of the fear tree don't dominate. And you're going, it's where God told you to. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's where you, you, you speak God's word. You speak God's word. That's sowing. And in Luke 8, 11, I think it is, it says uh, uh, the seed is the word of God. Mm -hmm. So you're sowing seed, God's word. And if you're doing that, since it's got the power, then therefore you're going to get the harvest. So that, that's the foundation on that. So let's go into the uh, to these others. Okay. Starting with Luke. Okay, Luke 6.38. Now pay real good attention to this because this is the foundation that at that time helped me turn the corner and then launch me to becoming debt free. Give. And gifts will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Will they pour into the bosom of your robe and used as a bag. For with the measure you deal out, with the measure you use when you confer benefits on others, it will be measured back to you. The next one is... You sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. Nice. That's okay. from... Um, That's in Galatians. You'll, you'll see that in there. Okay. Genesis 8.22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter... And day and night shall not cease. While the earth remains, everything is dominated by seed time, development of growing time, and harvest time. That's good or bad. It doesn't make any difference. It's good or bad. And so, therefore, if you want the good, then, therefore, you've got to sow the good. And that starts off with as far as, as far, really speaking the word and then... And then going from there. Glory to God. This is my favorite broadcast. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at, which means scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. So to reap. Now, the Let's message go. as far as sowing and giving and tithing is not to take away from us. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to increase us. And for some reason, I got the revelation of that back during that time at Burger King, sitting in the in the corner, the top right hand uh, corner of, of the establishment is that it, it just dawned on me is that, all right, I've been doing it my way in the natural way for all these years, and it's been okay, but here I am. I'm in, I'm kind of destitute, to tell you the truth. And so it, hmm. and I understood that if I want to get back on my feet, I had to sow. Now, I know in the natural that doesn't make sense, but we're not in the natural. And that's why we got to get into God's Word and let the supernatural be the priority because if the supernatural is the priority, the supernatural provision will manifest. 
And the reason, the Lord just told me the reason why that revelation came alive to him about sowing is because his whole being was dedicated to God. It wasn't halfway. You were all in. Yeah. And your it, heart was if, all if, for if God. That, at that time, at that time, probably because I was desperate. Well, I was too. Yeah. That's where it happened. Okay. The last one you told me to read is uh, Malachi 3.10. Amplify. Bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income into the storehouse. And if you don't have income, it's whatever increase. That there may be food in my house, which means fortify. And prove me now by it, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And that's what happened. Yep. The the uh, the sowing the sowing of the seed is it's it's not a, it's not a question. I mean I read for, for me, it was the fact as far as that I had to get out of the ditch. I was in the ditch, so to speak. And so I had to get out of it. And that if the only way that I knew to get out of it at that point was that was to sow a seed, then on the unemployment check that I got every month, I took the first tenth out of it and I sowed that. Amen. And, I, and I said, we'll find some way to have... Uh, beanie weenies or whatever we're going to eat, we'll find God some way provide. to do to do that, and it uh, and, and it'll come to us. But and and I think that decision is what set the foundation basically for the rest of my life. Now I didn't know it back then to the magnitude that that it, it has been, but I look back now that that decision, when when I committed the first ten percent in a tough tough time, is that. That's when God said, okay, this boy here, I can trust him. Yes. So let's go ahead and let the uh, the harvest start flowing Again. from the seed. And, and you mentioned so seed, but I know you were saying, I'm going to sow, the, I'm going to do the tithe. Oh, well. This was I, first. I, and, I should have said this at the very beginning. Is that <laughs> when I say sow seed, I'm talking about, I'm talking about as far as uh, tithe and offerings. But initially, the tithe, and that's that's what I did with the unemployment. I took the first tenth, which was the tithe, and that I gave that to where I was spiritually being being fed. And it was the um, the reason why the Lord said it's because it was ultimate faith. Things were going in, things were in the red. This check that was coming in wasn't going to cover everything. No. And so it 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 doesn't make sense. And it was total faith by choosing to say yes. I obey no matter what it looks like. So why the tithe too? The tithe is the connector to the blessing. It's the connector to supernatural provision. And so what's the blessing? The blessing is the the crown authority and power over everything on this earth. And everything, not people, everything must yield to the blessing. And so, for some reason, I just start. I, I just realized. I understood and realized that I've got a tithe consistently, whether I have it or not. I've got a tithe with what I do have, and that God's going to take care of the rest. And He did his. I did my part, and He did His. And I think you. You could correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you tithe to who, where you were? Your revelation. Was coming, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was. 
Here, here's it wasn't the church you had been no, going to. No, no, I Because didn't. they didn't teach you how to get out of this. They yeah. actually yeah. said, keep having debt. Yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong. I mean, if you're tithing the church, if that's where you've been spiritually fed, and I, I was going to touch on this at the I end, but, but I'll say it now, is that if that's where you're spiritually being fed with the purity of God's word, I mean the purity it's of It's changing it. you, the revelation of God. Yeah. If that, Wherever you're being fed, that's where that you tithe. And I learned back during that time, too, instead of automatically giving it the tithe to the church, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not, I'm we not bashing that. that if I'm it's not, the right church. If it's the right place, is that here's really what the word says. The word says, go to your high priest, who is Jesus, yes. and inquire of him where you're supposed to be tithe, where you're supposed to tithe. And he says, he'll tell you. But it's based on the premise of where you're being spiritually fed with the purity of God's word. That's really what consistently. That's really what where it is. So, uh, so those. So, in order in order to get me out of the ditch, for some reason, I just I realized that I needed to, I I needed to give. Let's use the word give, and that'll encompass tithing and so on. I read something like this, and I jotted it down. I read something like this at that time, and I saw it not too long ago. Mm. And uh, and boy, I made it when I when I read it recently. I reflected back to that particular time. I said, "That's exactly about what I read." And here here's what it is. And, and if this don't whet your fire, I don't know what will. Oh, get the fire going. <laughs> tithing opens the door to increase. And stealing God's mm. tithe and using it on me, my own self, opens the door to decrease. Let me say it again. Tithing opens the door to increase and stealing God's tithe and using it on my own self opens the door to decrease. One will never come out ahead if they keep the tithe. It's stealing from God. Yeah, and, and that's... That that transformation in my mind and my and, and really my mind, I had it in my spirit, but really my is that that's what took place, and from then to this day, it has never been an issue as far as tithing. And that's why ne never been an issue. What y'all did, trans I mean, I decided the same thing, and no looking back. I don't care, no money coming in or not. I'm yeah. tithing. Well. As you said, it's God's anyway, so therefore it, it shouldn't be a choice. But I understand the pressure. That pressure comes on from the, the satanic demons in, in out here in the atmosphere. I understand that what they're trying to do is to get us not to tithe because and they get in. They they get in and they'll wreak havoc more than what what was taking place, you know, even before. And it might look like they're not. Like you might say, "Oh, well, nothing's happening to me." I wouldn't even say that because that means they can take your life just like that. They can do anything without your consent. Yeah. Because. You, we're, that's operating we in his kingdom. We open the door with our mouth and our words, and that's why I try to paint the picture as far as in front of me every day is ministering spirits and demonic spirits, and whoever's activated is, it depends upon what words I come out, godly words yeah. or ungodly words. All right, two other quick last pearls, and we'll wrap up. Number one is that I think we want to check our heart and our attitude about, uh, about giving. And the reason for that is, I think it's 2 Corinthians 9, 8 or something like that, is that we don't, we don't want to give out of, oh, i got to do it. 
whether you say that or whether you frown, just like what I did and like what I did years ago, I'm sure, is that w whether that's a reflection of what's in your heart and God loves a cheerful giver. So therefore, we don't, we don't want to do it out of obligation. It's something we have to do. We ought to do it out of love for what Jesus has done already for us. Thanks for giving us the opportunity yeah. to be connected to the blessing. And, and to, for what he did for us as far as the suffering, the pain, mm. the crucifixion. He did all of us, all that for us so that we could live yes. here on earth like we will in heaven. Yes. Now, most people don't do it. It's because on the salvation prayer, the main thing they, they really focus on is getting saved, going to heaven. Nothing wrong with that, and I think that's first. But that's only a little small part of the package. And uh, so check your heart and check your attitude. And number two is that whenever you give with the tithes or offerings, always speak the prayer over its respective one. Go to kingworldwide.com. That's where you can find as far as the fear tree sheet I mentioned earlier. But also you can find... Uh, sheets in there that you can uh, download prayers. and uh, yeah, prayer. You, you can you can go and download and, and get and uh, and ones for tithing, ones for offerings, and there's another one for communion. But but go oh, ahead. I didn't put communion. On okay, that. but go ahead and get go ahead and get that and have it with, like what I did. I would. This was back during we the time when we do this in I, meetings as well. I, I was unemployed and I would hold. I would hold the tithe prayer right in front of me, and I've got the original copy that I got mm. from Kenneth Copeland. This Thank you, Lord. The back of my other Bible. And, uh, and it starts off, I hold my tithe before you, Lord Jesus, and I praise and worship you, et cetera, Thank et cetera. <laughs> and, uh, but the, the reason why that you want to do that is that the power is in God's Word, and therefore when you speak God's Word over your seed, over your gift that you're given, then therefore it's got power to go ahead and bring back the harvest to you. Um, so good. One other, let me read this. I didn't even put this on the outline because you know it's I, gonna be I, good. I, I just jotted it down this morning. Let me turn the light on yeah, here. And it's from, from Ecclesiastes. And, and there have been, uh, I got it. Okay. There, there have been a ton of uh, passages that have come up relative to this topic since my unemployment days. <laughs> but, uh, this is one that uh, has kind of stuck with me. And it's Ecclesiastes 11.4. It says, He who observes the wind and waits for all conditions to be favorable will not sow. <laughs> and he who regards the clouds will not reap because you didn't sow. And it's focusing again. on what's in front of you to decide what to do. Don't, don't use the excuses. I, I didn't circumstances. Use, I didn't use the excuse as far as circumstances I was in. Eventually, I didn't. Initially, I did. The circumstances I was in, because I was unemployed, da 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 da, da that I couldn't, I couldn't tithe. I said, eventually, I said, flush that. And, and that was part of the transition I went. I said, flush that. God's word says it. It's either he's a liar or not. <laughs> he's not a liar, so therefore... I'm going to go ahead and believe in his word and I'm going to trust in him. And that's when I learned Proverbs 3, five, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. He'll make thy path straight. And that's what I did. And 
And as Lisa said in Acts 10, 34, God is no respecter of people. So what I did is straight, and I'm no big deal, but and I was a little slow in doing it, quite honestly. What I did was right from God's word. So if anybody else follows the same pattern as far as following God's word and making his word and his, his gift top priority, then therefore God said that he's going to shower, his grace is going to shower the blessings on you. So many people ask, well, then what happened? After you decided to tithe and you tithe, then what happened? And really, it, it doesn't really matter because God found a way. But I think you got a job or someone brought a job or different yeah. communications came in. But see, it's you don't have to know those details. Those details are not the secret. The secret and, and, there, and the details are different. But here's what it was. You mentioned you mentioned that one. After the time that I was unemployed, uh, eight months, and uh, I had a friend that I worked. Mm -hmm. I was in telecommunications. I had a friend that I worked with uh, years prior, and she. I mean, I knew her fairly well. She called me one day, and. Uh, she says, Roy, there's a new, called Telecom, Telamco, there's a, there's a new company that, that is being, uh, that's coming to Charlotte, and uh, I think that, I think you might be interested in that because of what they're doing in telecommunications, et cetera, et cetera. Make a long story short, God connected with her to mention that to me, mm -hmm. and that became the the the, the, vehicle. the the vehicle or the physical engine in the natural that brought me financially free. So it wasn't him. He did what it, God told him. Yeah, it wasn't me naturally trying to figure it out myself. And, and although most of my life that's what I've done in the past to try to figure it. But it is that that was and that's what I saw is that all right. That's uh, what I say. Proverbs three five six means so much. Just trust. I know it's hard, but just trust, and if you do that, and, and if you do it with the right heart, God's going to bless you. Amen. Thank okay. you. Best ever. Glory to God. Okay, see you soon.